Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 217. Today, Matt and Doug have Marklin Retzer on the show. Marklin is an independent recording artist out of San Diego area. He just released new music at the beginning of the month, and we get to talk to him about these and upcoming releases. Marklin discusses his writing process and inspirations for his music. We play a couple of his songs, Tutu, a song inspired from Joy, and IAIO We Are San Diego, which is a song supporting the San Diego Loyal soccer team. On the way out of the episode, we get to hear an excerpt of his yet-to-be-released Everything's Going to Be Okay. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome. Cool. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Matt, howdy, Doug. Nice speaking with you. Likewise. You guys never really talked to each other before, right? No, we've not. Have you, you interacted on Twitter at all? Um, yeah. Yeah. We have on um, the, the Sunday morning chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The audio mix chat. See, I'm yes. one of those guys that I feel like I just kind of assume that everybody I knows already knows each other, and I always forget <laughs> that that's only, that's only in my head, not in real the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't all know each other. It's like, <laughs> but in my head, you do. How, how, is, that, how is that not real? <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Hi, Marklin. Good to see you. Good to good to talk with you again. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it is nice to finally get a chance to talk to you and get a a voice to the chat, you know, from Sundays. So yeah, and I, I always appreciate your interaction in the show on uh, on Sunday mornings. So thanks for being there. Yeah, thanks for hosting it. It's all like I get so much out of it. It's like okay, what can I try to give back a little bit? <laughs> as possible but like i always walk away with so much more than i'm sure i'm giving well i get a little bit of information about what you're up to in those chats based on some of the uh, the stuff you're getting into and i i believe you're out of california like san diego area or something like that is that right yeah the north county of san diego yeah okay uh, we'll just call it san diego california that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's a easier good location right yeah you're you're in san diego the way i'm in san francisco just north but yeah. adjacent <laughs> i like san diego a lot yes yeah, it's, it's nice nice weather down there y- yep it's hard to not like right and it, it doesn't get old it never like i don't get tired of it so why don't you, um, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, beyond where you're where you're at, and and a little bit about your music, and uh, just kind of let people know what's uh, what's up with Marklin. Awesome, um, thank you. I'm a Marklin Retzer. I'm a singer songwriter, uh, performing musician. I've um, been in a whole bunch of different bands across the last. Uh, I guess it's pushing thirty years Ooh. now. Um, starting with original music. Um, the first band I was really in was an original, original music, all almost no covers at all. And so learning how to be in a band and learning how to write for that and learning how to sing together with people, we had essentially four lead singers. So, um, there was, the band had really one lead singer, but everybody could sing lead and did at, at various points. So the harmonies were great learning how to stack that up and sing with other people. Um, and then 
moving on when that band kind of fizzled we sort of ran our course got a little radio airplay got some so southern california buzz a little bit and then sort of got to the point where we're having kids and we're moving on with other things and it's not keeping us it, it didn't get to the point of being worth the time mm-hmm. um to keep going and i couldn't get away from music so just continuing to you know, played in a Polynesian dance band for a while. <laughs> Just the, the guitarist behind the girls doing hula. Nice. Um, that was super fun. I'll bet. Um, tra- traveled to Tahiti and performed there with that group. Wow, fantastic. Um, super fun. The Tahitian people were so good to us and so open and sharing and then just soaking it all up, the music and culture. Um, a number of cover bands, but really my focus always comes back to original music writing writing my music what connects with me what things do i like to listen to and how can i put that back into the world where do i find joy um and so writing and and producing and continuing to put out my own stuff it's been for me a process of learning to record and realizing that hey computers have caught up with with recording i don't just have to book a studio i can start doing this on my own and learning over the the last decade or so how to do it and how to get better at it and how to get a product that sounds closer to what I want it to sound like um, while still getting input and working with other people. And, you know, getting to record in a studio is always a fun thing for me. But um, so mostly, though, my music, I'm I write I try to write from my heart, connected music that um, gives me keeps me going. I have said before, I try to write myself out of depression, mm. um, where find the things I'm struggling with and write what I need to hear or write what I want to hear, write what I hope to hear. Yeah. Um, and as a result, I've had people tell me that the music's positive, the music's, um, uplifting and sonically I, I'm sort of in the, uh, acoustic guitar pop, um, I, I've said it's sort of like a cross between Ben Harper. Imagine Ben Harper and the Beatles jamming <laughs> on the beach with acoustic guitars. That's, that's and, pretty accurate. There you go, Matt. Did I, did I call it? You did. You said you had a George Harrison vibe. Oh, I will take a George Harrison vibe all day long. Yeah. I love that. You know, the, the chords they use and the harmonies, the sonic, um, the sonic palette there for me is, um, feels familiar and feels a place where I like to hang out. Well, that all sounds very healthy. I mean, I, I've always thought of you as like an upbeat, positive, well, guy in general, but also, for, uh, you know, in terms of your, your music. But I didn't I didn't know that you were doing it so intentionally um, and, and writing it to help yourself as well as others. That's very, very cool. And so it seems very healthy. Yeah. And I uh, in my listening and I just had the opportunity to to check out your tracks uh, like yesterday and today and which we'll be playing some of in a little bit here, by the way, listeners, that I found it to be upbeat and positive. I really agree that that is where you were coming from in the songs that I listened to, you know? I don't know uh, you know, what the, the backstory is on them, and maybe we could talk about that when we get to it here about the individual songs, but I definitely felt good listening to your music. Thanks. I'm glad that communicates because sometimes the things that we think we're trying to <laughs> get across, we're not always sure. That's true. Um, 
as an artist for me. So it, it's great to hear that, hey, that worked. Well, you know, Alice, it's, a, it's a, such a weird thing about being an artist uh, in any medium is that once once you take your art and you put your thoughts and your feelings into the art and then you put the art out in the world, it really no longer belongs to you. It then belongs to the listener or the, the viewer or the reader. It becomes a symbiosis with them. And so it's no longer just you, it's, it's them as well and whatever they bring to it. So, yeah, the, it's kind of unpredictable sometimes what, uh, what people bring to it and how they interpret it and, and how that resonates with different people. So I was getting to know about you a little bit on some notes that I was catching up on. And it looks like a lot of your songwriting inspiration comes from uh, reading and literature. That's a big one for me. Um, I, I've been a fan of reading since, I mean, growing up with it. But, you know, hitting literature, I, once I got to Kurt Vonnegut, it was like kind of blew my mind a little bit like, wow, you can do that with a book? That's really cool. <laughs> um, and then con just continuing diving deeper into there, getting to the, uh, um, like, Gabriel Garcia Marquez mm. and the the that almost surrealistic type of writing and just the lush prose. I, I love good word play. Um, so always find a lot of inspiration when I read books um, and, and try to connect and express that. Um, down in San Diego, I've had the good fortune to make a lot of friends in the music community and ran into a book club for songwriters. Really? which is such a cool thing. The whole point is not to read the book and discuss it. It's read a book and write a song. Oh, cool. So we'll get together every couple months. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. Here's the book. Everybody read it. You know, sometimes people get together and go, I didn't read it, but I looked at the cover and this picture <laughs> made me think of this thing. Um, you know, I read two chapters and I hated it and it made me so mad that here's the song I wrote about that's it. Cool. Uh, th that stuff happens. Like it, it's great. And then for me, I get to combine things. I like reading and songwriting and hanging out with cool musicians right. um, where then we get together when we get together lately, it's been via zoom still doing it, but you know, it's great to sit in a room with a bunch of people you might know or might have just met and play songs that you wrote and talk about how you got there and talk about from the book. Um, I think when I started trying to do that, I was like almost trying to write too literally mm. to the book. Yeah. And I, I, I was able to step back a little bit and listen to songs that people wrote that really I dug that I was like, Oh man, how'd you do that? And like, that didn't, that almost doesn't have anything to do with the book. And then realizing Oh, it's just, how does it hit me and what am I feeling right now? And how can I bring that into it? Right. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Do you get an opportunity in that then to, to listen to other people's compositions that were inspired from the same book that you wrote for? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. Like everybody's got the same book, like well, whatever, every month or every two months, whenever the book club is on, here's the book. Everybody's writing a song to the same book. Yeah. So I got to imagine, I got to imagine that there's similarities, but I would think that there's a greater degree of dissimilarity in what different people bring to that post reading composition meeting that you guys have, or however you do it on zoom. It's got to be really interesting. Yeah. I'd say there's probably the times when they line up 
when like you have two songs that are like either even similar thematically um, it tends to be really rare. It's like, oh, hey, wow, we wrote songs that were kind of close. <laughs> um, uh, hardly ever happens. Yeah. So lots of diversity. And it's just the songwriters bringing their backgrounds and their skills and their feelings and how they write and who they are. Um, I love that. It, it's really I love that whole concept. It's so cool. I do too. That's cool. Um, do any of those ever um, make it into your into your albums or, or do they end up just being it, exercises? Um, lots of times they end up being keepers. Yeah, yeah. Um, not always. Um, plenty of times it's like, wow, that one stinks. But <laughs> I've taken some, you know, where I take the chorus from one and turn it into something else sure, or yeah. ended up rewriting it. My latest release, actually, uh, Tutu, is a song from Book Club. Hmm. Um, from the book uh, Pronoia, and I'm going to forget the author's name here, which is he's got like a podcast and a, and a writing series where it's um, basically the vibe of it is that the universe is, Pronoia is the opposite of paranoia and the universe is conspiring to do good things for you. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a funny, um, and that book, it's this really big thick thing but you can randomly turn pages and just open and start reading so it's perfect for a book club like this because like oh this it's almost like essays or or short pieces of writing um and there was something in there that struck me about joy um which i mean is this a good time to talk about how tutu came yeah, about absolutely. Go for <laughs> sure it. i wanted to um, let me interject real quick because i just googled it is this uh rob bresney's book that's it. Okay. Rob Bresney. I wanted to say that in um, case listeners were interested in looking yeah, for it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, thank you. I knew there was a Z in there somewhere. Yeah, Rob Bresney, Pronoia. And I had a great time reading it. Super fun. Um, things about joy, about finding joy and expressing joy and not letting um, not letting things get in the way of that. And so I started writing some notes on that from the book. And um, I had been looking through a journal that I had. And I remembered a, a day where I was down at the beach. I live close to the beach. I'm a surfer. So hanging out at the beach is always good for me. Um, I'm watching this little girl in a tutu tearing around the beach, just running around like crazy. And she's got sand everywhere <laughs> and it, it's a mess. And, and I start thinking like, wow, why are you wearing a tutu on the beach? And then just looking and seeing the joy with which she was playing and the, the abandoned, like not caring anything about what else is going on and just being fully soaked in on the moment. And I said, I want some of that. <laughs> like, um, and so then connecting it with this book of like, all right, I get inspired here and then turning it in and, and taking stories and taking feelings um, starting there and then thinking about, you know, what, what else do I do that's like that? Or what do I want for me? And it's like, well, I want to have the freedom to be able to show up how I want to be mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. and be comfortable with myself and not only comfortable, but really feeling good about it. Right. <laughs> um, and there was the, the second verse of the song is um, about a kid in a fuzzy dolphin suit running around a grocery store. Um, which my kids growing up had a whole bunch of fuzzy animal costumes that we'd like pick them up at Halloween. Like, I think there were like 20 bucks at Costco or something. Um, and they started wanting to wear them all the time. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and so you're in the middle of July and, and in a full dolphin suit, like, 
cruising the grocery store. I remember like every once in a while we'd get these weird looks from people and like some lady vibing me for because my kid's in a dolphin suit. I was like, lady, come on. Do you see how happy he is? (laughs) Why would you want to limit that? So just um, not giving in to the fear and the pessimism Mm. that that's um, I, I and this last year, for sure, there's been plenty of times where I I've struggled with that. And, and this, I think, would be an example, like I was talking about, of trying to write myself out of the depression in that. Um, wrote the song a couple of years ago, so it was before all of this. But, um, you know, that seeing how, okay, here, here's something I want to feel. Can I get myself to feel this way in a song? And I got close. I, I wrote it. I'm like, okay, I'm happy with it. Started playing it out at gigs and people responded really well to it. Everybody's be like, yeah, I love to play that two, two, one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> people are asking for something. I've got to, got to deliver. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you do kind of road test, a, you road test songs uh, on at, at gigs before you kind of record them maybe sometimes. Uh, a lot. I do. Um, the batch of songs I'm recording night right now, definitely. Um, uh, a lot of my gigs are acoustic in um, breweries, wineries, like little tap rooms, tasting rooms, um, sometimes restaurants. But I would I would say breweries and wineries are a lot of my gigs. And so it's sort of background noise. So if something cuts through and people connect with it, it's like, all right, OK, I made it through the conversation and the TV on the wall. <laughs> they, they paid attention. That one. OK, that That's one works. <laughs> and so, yeah, this this one definitely showed up like that. Well, hey, let's play it. Yeah, let's hear it. Awesome. A twirling, swirling blur of lovely pinkness. She likes to wear her tutu on the beach. Smile spreading, laughter grows everywhere she goes. Such a liberating view I want to wear my tutu too The fuzzy fin appears behind the lettuce As he roams the aisles in his dolphin suit Isn't Halloween three months away a frowning lady chides, why ask for reasons when there's joy so absolute? I walk around in glittered shoes, shine my light everywhere I choose. Happy, wild, and free is such a liberating view. I want to wear my To fear and pessimism I'll celebrate the joy of being alive I'll walk around in glittered shoes 
Such a fun tune. It is. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and it all yeah, makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you get a smile on your face and it doesn't stop all the way through the song, you know? Thank you. I'm, it's working. <laughs> so so I wanted to ask, so I, I know you, you do a lot of acoustic sets. You do a lot of like solo songwriting, but when you go to record, um, are you mostly uh, recording uh, everything yourself? Uh, I was thinking of that earlier, and, and then now I hear that clearly those background singers were not you. Um, how did, how, that, what's your actually, process Actually, those background singers are me. What? Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, that whole song, um, a lot of times I'll bring in friends or um, is somebody to play something on, on a recording, but that one's 100% me. Um, Drum programming, bass, guitars, electrics, acoustics, um, keyboards, <laughs> and the backup vocals. Wow, nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. what does your typical music production process look like? And maybe a little bit about your studio and what you're using. Sure. Um, I, this, I'm recording currently with Logic. Um I migrated over in the last year and a half or so from digital performer where I'd been working and kept running into, it kept being easier to um, collaborate with people with logic or, you know, just the upgrade process. Um, I'm working on a Mac mini where I'm, I'm maxed out the, uh, the Ram. And I like, I like that. It's uh, got, I had been working on my computer. My previous computer had been a power book and just seeing where the power books are going. I wanted to have a desktop. I gave up, gave up a little bit in portability, but um, the Mac mini can kind of almost go anywhere and have the HDMI to any monitor or a TV, anywhere you are um, work off that. Um, I use a metric halo interface and that's got a, um, that's got the, the like ethernet plugin. So I'm, I'm not going on USB or firewire anymore. It's the, the latest metric halo upgrade got, got me in on ethernet, which is fast and clean and cheap. And that that's worked great. I've been really happy with that. That's a mostly a two channel. Well, not mostly it's a two, two channel preamp on that um, with some nice, uh, a couple nice, very clean pre's. Um, so a lot of times I'm just going one one at a time, one mic at a time, sometimes two, uh, depending on if I'm going stereo guitar or I want two different mics on an amp um, if I'm recording electric. Um, that one, I think my electrics on Tutu, I think I did all the electrics in the box. Mm. Um, I've recorded enough from my amps to know like what I'm listening for. And I'm basically trying, if I can recreate it, and get the clean sound in the box with what I want for a clean electric. I'll, I start with that. And if, if it's not working, then I, uh, I'll bring the amps out and crank it up. Um, so th that's, I think the basics of my studio, a Mac mini metric halo interface and, um, you know, a couple of mics. The, the one I use the most is an AEA R84 ribbon mic. Mm. I, I like how it sounds on my voice and um, sweet on the acoustic guitar as well. Those for me were the like, how's it sound on my voice and how's it sound on acoustic? Right, and right. That um, worked for me. 
Cool. What's your um, other mic? Um, the other ones, I don't even remember right now. Some <laughs> condenser mics that I got for, you know, the, a couple hundred bucks. It's nothing, um, nothing earth, earth shaking. That's why, you know, I've got an SM, sometimes I'll go the R84 and an SM57 on, on the acoustic and do like a midside thing just to mix it up. But, um, that as far as real recording mics, the AEA R84 is the one that, that gets the most use. Cool. Um, and that's the bulk of my studio. I'll, um, I, I don't have, currently not working in a room with monitors with live monitors to so do a lot of headphones but then get out and listen to it everywhere right. um right. you know cars computers phones <laughs> if a variety of headphones send it to people go what do you notice <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> matt's been good enough to give me some feedback on on stuff before it's like hey listen and um <laughs> You know, uh, end up calling back, returning favors of people who've asked me to listen to their stuff. Hey, since you listen to that, what do you have for me on this? Um, that's the studio. The process, a lot of times since I start on acoustic guitar, um, I may throw down a, a scratch guitar and vocal and then start um, plotting it out from there. So give myself markers, mark it, mark the song all out, and then figure out what I, I want to start thinking through of what sonically where I'm going. I mean, my brain always goes to kind of a, a clean electric guitar and, you know, Fender amp with some Fender amp reverb and tremolo is, is kind of a sweet spot for me. And then add a Hammond organ on anything and I'm going to like <laughs> <Right>. it. <laughs> um, so those sonically show up for me, but like that one had some arpeggiated, marimba keyboard thing that that just seemed to fit for more sparkle and that song needed like what this song needs is more sparkle <laughs> right yeah so i kept adding um added a nashville tuned acoustic on that um for that fake 12 string oh, yeah. thing um nashville tuning is really fun i don't know if you've ever played around with it yeah you know what i my my acoustic guitar is is nashville tuned i haven't really played around with it much other than to do that just to have that in my in my back pocket yeah the high strings yeah. on there and it, it adds such a, a nice little vibe um so i had to do it on one of the extra acoustics that was kicking around the house i strung that up nashville tuning and i was like that is the thing. I think it's just on the choruses of Tutu for there, but um, really popped that out. And so the, the process then, um, writing it, getting the markers on the song, um, I've started using with Logic, using the Logic drummer. That's so um, cool. It, it's been, become really good. I've, I've turned into a fan of that. And then, so getting that, the feel right, getting the vibe, starting to, every once in a while, there's like, this crash is in the wrong place and I can't move it. I uh, got to export MIDI and that's its own beast, but getting there, but learning the logic drummer has helped me out a lot as far as like the, get the feel, get the vibe. And then learning the producer packs. I don't know if Matt, if you told me about that, I learned about that from somebody. Yeah. They're um, not, they're not something that I've played with. They're, they're pretty, they're so new that I have, I mean, I've, I've, somebody sent me a project with that in it. Uh, so I've seen it, but I've not played with it myself. And then, so what that basically does, instead of just having all your drums on two track, I mean, logic's pretty good that you can adjust the bass on the logic drummer. You can adjust bass 
kick snare and and toms and have some individual controls on that but it the producer drums gives you individual tracks an individual track on every single drum mic right. channel so you've got like kick in kick out you've got your overheads you've got your snare so um a little more flexibility as far as that goes and you know choose some different you know okay i like this kit but i just need a different kick on it or right. i want the snare to be something different um mix that out as well yeah, it's pretty that's it's pretty, pretty cool. insane but it's really cool yeah you know if you have the if you have the whole drum track in a drummer and you want and it and you want to like change a, a single thing you can just drag that section into a new instrument um uh, track and it'll show you all the midi parts yeah and i've i've done that and then it, it then it becomes a mixing issue of how do i mix the midi drums in with the real drums right right <laughs> If it's just on top of it and I sneak it in, that that works out okay. But if I have to do the whole section, then it's yeah, a bunch of work. Right, <laughs> and it's supposed to save you time, not yeah. cause an extra headache. <laughs> but it sounds good. It sounds natural, and yeah, your production is really clean. And uh, it's been interesting also to watch watch your production improve over the last few years. Um, Thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate the feedback you've given me on stuff. Um, I'm working with uh, a producer, mastering engineer, Martin Arecci. He he was actually a, a student of mine when I taught high school. One of my my very first year of teaching, he was a student of mine. After I taught um, taught him, he ended up going to L.A. and learning his chops on tape, and was right around the the beginning of Pro Tools coming in. So. He learned Pro Tools and that, and so now he he helps me out, and I bounce stuff off him, and um, he did the mastering on that one. Nice. And so he'll be like, "Okay, do this in the mix, and then send it back to me." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, good." Right on. So we're not just going to fix it in mastering. <laughs> Go back and remix here, but it it also helps me learn to hear better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that process is yeah. important. Yes, very. Um, Doug, shall we hear another song? Yeah. We have IAIO, We Are San Diego <laughs> yeah. lined up here. So this deserves a little bit of an intro, though. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm a huge soccer fan and grew up playing, um, played adult league until just the last couple of years, um, retiring for my <laughs> long-term health, um, but mostly retired because my wife was working on not working on game days. And so I was wanting time with her. Um, we got a local team in San Diego last year, the San Diego loyal. It was our very first year. We got one game in and then quarantine oh, shut us man. down. Um, the team has been amazing though. The vibes of the team, they've, they put out four core pillars of who they are and independent. That's the I, the I A I O all represent these independent, um, now I'm going to forget them. Authentic, optimistic. I Oh, independent, inclusive, independent, authentic, inclusive, and optimistic. Yeah. And for a, a professional sports team to say, this is who we are. And they've definitely lived that. I mean, this, this is the team that got some buzz on ESPN last year for walking off the pitch when um, a player, one of their one of their players was uh, abused with homophobic slurs. 
and they they gave the referee and the other team a chance to deal with it. They're like, you're not going to deal with this. It walked off. They were winning the game wow. and, and left. They said, we cannot support this, which was following immediately following a game where um, one of the players had been subjected to racial slurs. And um, they're like, we wish we would have done something. You know, it, it was really late in that game. It was in the last few minutes. And they're like, we wish we would have done something in that. And they said, we're never going to, we're not going to do go through this again. And so the very next game, when that happened, they're like, you're kidding me. And they came out after halftime, walked off. And so seeing a team that puts their words into practice, awesome. The fan base has been great. And I was thinking, how can we develop a chant? What can, what can we get from the fans? Cause I, I'm all about stand up the whole game and scream. It's great. We built this chant around it. I started writing it and it's so, um, IAIO, we are San Diego. And just that little bit, IAIO, we are San Diego. And we do it in Spanish because we're a, um, bilingual place here. It's almost San Diego. Um, I've spoken Spanish for a number of years, so pretty comfortable with it. And it's important. That's an important part of the fan base and the the community and the team reaches out. And we're looking for hearing the supporters group saying, we want our chance to be, we want chance more than just in English. Um, I brought that chant to the the fans before, um, before the first game, it took off. So there's lots of videos of the very first game where stuff going on or that chance going on in the background. And I'm like, this is so good. I'd been writing the song to it. Um, at that time, I didn't have it together to quite finish it, got it finished, blew it up, took it apart, made it shorter, made it faster, made it more drums and more intense and re-recorded it. And that's where we are. Um, and that's probably more than enough intro. Well, let's get into it. So that's really cool. And the Tutu has already been released and IAIO has already been released, correct? 
Yeah, yeah. Those are both out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you find digital music. They're all over. Yes. Yeah. About that, where are you? I know you're on Twitter. Oh, thank you. Twitter, Marklin Music. Instagram, Marklin Music. Uh, on the web, Marklin Music, M-A-R-K-L-Y-N. Um, pretty much everywhere. I don't know that I have YouTube yet on Marklin Music, but search for Marklin Retzer on YouTube and I'm, I'm there. Um, I want to mention with IAIO, that one, I recorded all of it. Uh, got Brian Schäuble, uh, a San Diego mixer, mixing on that. I interacted with him at one of our uh, San Diego meetups and gotten to know him a little bit. And he said, Hey, if you ever want to work with me, talk to me. So we worked together. I hired him for that and super fun. Loved that process of being able to hand it off to somebody and get it, get back the mix and go, wow, this sounds so much better than what I was doing on my own. <laughs> nice. Well, that's very cool. We'll yeah. Definitely and we'll have make a... sure and put uh, all of those links into the show notes. Yes. Yeah. We will definitely want people to be able to find you on the web and uh, listen to your music. Yes. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks so much. So yeah, Marklin, thank you very much. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to Marklin and us try to stay out of the way. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I Doug, Matt, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Enjoyed thank the you for music. coming on. And uh, I, I am going to take us out on, on a song that's called Everything's Going to Be Okay. I'm only going to play a uh, just a little bit of it. It hasn't been released yet, but we wanted to let our listeners get uh, a little bit of taste of what's to come. You said that you are releasing music, gosh, about every uh, every six weeks or so. So there's yeah, always this, something new coming out. Yeah, this one's a co-write with Alfred Howard, who's a San Diego songwriter that's super prolific. Um, I did the music for it. Um, yeah, that everything's going to be okay. Should be released um, towards the end of May. So watch for that. And then something coming in June. I'm already working on the next track. Right on. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Have listeners. a great week. Yep. Cheers. 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 Golden and rose is the way I suppose it's supposed to be. A sky with no clouds And the warblers sing louder Than memory Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.